We're back at it again. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in the club, powered by Club Colors. I am fascinated by this gentleman we've got on today. His name is Larry Long Jr. If you don't know, it's time to get in the know. He's got 34,000 followers on LinkedIn. He's all over social media. Not only that, but he is traveling the country. He's the chief energy officer. My gosh, I love that. The chief energy officer and founder of Larry Long Jr. Enterprises, author of Jolt, international speaker, Salesforce award winner, content creator. And as I mentioned, he's got a ton of followers. We're going to see the gold microphone coming out here. This is a man who has overcome adversity. He's been at the top. He's fallen off the mountain. He's climbed it again. He's fallen off it again. He's climbed it again. And now he's even further up on the mountain and he's climbing. He's here to share his inspiration, his knowledge. This is not just a person who is going to give you all the heart, right? This is somebody with substance. This is somebody with true business expertise and knowledge. And we're excited to have him in the club. Larry Long, thank you, sir. Yo, what's going on, John? Can you, is this thing on? Can you hear me? I mean, shoot, I, I, I pity the fool, man. I, I was a Cub Scout. I come prepared. I make sure that you can hear me. <laughs> oh, the check is in the mail for that kind introduction. You got me over here blushing. I mean, shoot, I got to put the blue blocker glasses on. Look at that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be up in the club. That's what I'm talking about. And the last thing I did not mention is bald is beautiful. Both rocking the baldness. You got to. Just go with it. If the good Lord says you're going to be bald, you just rock that. Right? You just go with it. So that's what Larry's Larry's doing. I'm doing it. So, Larry, let's talk about the new pride and joy, the baby that you have given birth to this wisdom, this knowledge, and it's a life journey that, you, that you're talking about, and it's trying to express this hope and this positivity on a world that right now could use it. So tell us about Jolt. What's the theme behind it, and what kind of got you inspired to say, you know what, I'm going to sit down and commit myself to write at this level. Woo, Jolt just came out May 19th officially. There were some people that bought it in advance, which I love. It's a baby. Oh, man. But 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 we're getting people zapped into intentionality, being intentional to rediscover and believe in your inner greatness. I, I believe everyone has inner greatness, but sometimes as we go through this journey, this adventure, sometimes misadventure, if you're me, yeah. called life, life is a four-letter word. We get knocked over. We get stuck in a rut. And I'm just here. It's electric. I'm here to give people the jolt to get them back on track to finding their inner greatness. We've all got it, but we just sometimes we need to find it. I'm here to play hide and go seek to help you find that inner greatness. We're lifting people up. And uh, it's crazy because it all started. It was right around April 20th. Uh, when I did the midweek midday motivational yes. minute, and today I did episode number one hundred and eleven. I've done hundred and eleven out of one hundred and twelve of the last week. How I spent and, many uh, of my lunches, Larry. It's crazy. Every Wednesday at twelve o'clock noon Eastern, just going live, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, but just sharing a positive message of encouragement. Hopefully, adding value to people's lives. That was our letter for today. Was the letter B talking about value, talking about vision, but really giving them a, a positive, inspiring word. And I met a book consultant who said you need to take your voice. And you need to put it in writing. Yeah. And I said, what you talking about, Willis? I pity the fool. I don't know how to write. Come on. She Mrs. said, well, Garrett. I can help you. <laughs> 
Come on, Cletus. That's right. This is scaring you. Oh my goodness, baby got gas. <laughs> Come on, please. Oh, it, should be, it should be illegal to have this much fun. But the the book is a culmination of seven of my most meaningful topics yeah. from the midweek midday motivational minute. We come out the gates, chapter one. What story are you telling yourself and believing? Number two, motivation. Where does yours come from? Number three, I played baseball mm-hmm. and I'm not an expert at anything, John. Barely. But I am an expert at strike at striking out. Yeah, go Terps. Go Terps. <laughs> That's where he's playing ball. So I had an interaction with Larry, uh, probably the first or second interaction. We do this logo challenge here at Club Colors. I said, Larry, you know, uh, I want to send you a logoed item. What size do you wear, a large? He goes, man, I haven't worn a large since I was a sophomore. (laughs) He's like, you better XL me on that. (laughs) I'm I'm learning and growing in all aspects. I know that feeling, man. I can't, I'm not growing up though for some reason. I've, I'm uh, that challenged at that level. That's for sure. <laughs> I know the feeling. My my dad's nickname was Shorty Long. There you go. And uh, yeah, I was. They called me Lil Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Lil, Lil, I love it. Shorty Long, man, that's uh, jumbo shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's chapter seven lessons from my dad. I lost my dad six and a half years ago. And, uh, just, he taught me so much that it's my duty. It's my honor. It's my privilege, my pleasure to share some of those learnings that he gave to me with other people. So we're, we're out here just trying to, trying to, trying to do good in the world. Well, I know he's proud of you, Larry. I I have that in common with you. And I lost my father. It'll be five years in February. And I swear I could write a book. Uh, based on the wisdom that he gave me that I overlooked early on in life. But one of the things that I'm, I was fascinated by at a young age, at a Thanksgiving prayer, he said, honor the living as if they're dead and the dead as if they're living. And I didn't know what that meant for about 10 years. In fact, I think I giggled at it when he said it because I was immature and didn't get what he was saying. Why is this a Thanksgiving uh, type thing? But it, it resonated with me later. And I think that that's something that um, you're living out through honoring your father in that chapter, the wisdom that he provided. You're honoring your father. And in doing so, you're keeping his legacy alive. Fantastic. So true. Fantastic. So true. It's a, it's a, it's a blessing, man. Absolute blessing. And it's... Uh... I'm so fortunate. I'm I'm on. I'm in the club. Club colors with you. We clubbing. Who would have thunk it? We Who would have thunk it? Ah, uh, yes. This is John Morris, host of In the Club, powered by Club Colors. I am so excited today to talk to you about our sponsor for this episode, SalesCast. SalesCast is the operating system for the B2B podcasting community of sales, marketing, and revenue professionals. They have an inclusive online community, courses, tutorials, events, guest matching, and even world-class managed production services. Their mission is to connect 100 million sellers to the power of story. Thanks again, SalesCast. Enjoy the show. You are all over. In fact, just about every time I connect with somebody on LinkedIn, I look at who their connections are, you pop up first. And, you know, that is not an easy thing. We could sit here and giggle about that and say that, you know, well, you know, I'm just very active. But the reality is it's a consensual thing on on LinkedIn, right? People can't just, um, you know, hook up with you like they do on TikTok or some of the other platforms, right, where you can just hit the plus button. You've It's a point of entry. And uh, the fact is that, a lot of folks have allowed you into their smartphone, into their laptop, 
because of the joy that you're bringing. And as I mentioned, it's not just heart-filled fluff. There's a lot of substance to it. I'm curious where some of the principles um, that you talk about as it relates to the business of the business, where did those come from as you tie that into the heart of the matter and the drive and the passion that you have, which I think in some of that is innate and maybe some of that was kind of managed into you through your family. But where does the business principles come from? From my experiences. So, I mean, you can check the car facts. You can look at Mm -hmm. my LinkedIn profile and you can see, boy, this this dude's been everywhere. I have. I've had 10 different jobs, eight different companies. So that means two companies I left and I went back. Mm -hmm. Never want to burn a bridge. But I've just learned so much. I mean, I started my own business when I was in middle school, Lawns by Larry, knocking on doors upselling. I used to mow lawns, but I used to upsell as well. You want me to do your shrubs? Oh, you want me to babysit? Oh, you want me to shovel snow? I can do it all. Love it. But, but, but I started off my, my professional career at Accenture doing IT consulting. Okay. And after three and a half years, I realized I'm not all too passionate about what I'm doing. So I took matters into my own hands. I opened up an indoor baseball and softball academy after a year and a half. We ran out of cash. As a business owner, you run out of cash, you run out of business. Mm-hmm. And what I learned there is you better understand your numbers. This isn't Shark Tank, but you better understand your numbers. And I don't mean batting averages, stolen bases, RBIs. I mean the income statement, the balance sheet, and the statement of cash flows if you want to have a chance mm-hmm. to succeed and thrive in business. We didn't understand our numbers. We knew the wrong numbers, which left us running out of cash. And uh, when the bank of Mama and Papa Long ran out, I uh, was knocking, looking for a job with my tail tucked in between my legs. And I found a job making 150 cold calls a day Mm -hmm. to accountants. And uh, through those experiences in sales, in sales leadership, just understanding and learning people, business processes, uh, hiring, retaining. I've just been able to share from my perspective. And that doesn't mean that I'm right. Oftentimes I'm wrong, but I do have a point of view and I have seen some things. Yeah. And I like to share it. And I love to have dialogue and conversation. Just earlier today, I was talking with a a company. I do some coaching Mm -hmm. with our sales leaders and, uh, along with the coaching, I speak to their teams as well. And we were talking about perspective. We we called it uh, PQR. We talked about per, PQV. We talked about perspective. We talked about questions. And then we talked about vision. Mm-hmm. And I asked these sales leaders to think about your perspective as you're going through all these changes internal because your team looks to you. Yes. What questions are you asking right now? What questions should you be asking of yourself, of your team? of your colleagues, and of your organization. And then vision. What's your vision? If you don't have a clear vision, if you don't have a concise vision, uh-oh, where are we going? Where Where am I flying to? I'm flying blind. I need vision. Yes, absolutely. You know, what's really interesting is, uh, well, I guess I should ask this first. Most of your, your conversations and your coaching are done with tip of spear folks, right? Yes. Yes, m- m- majority. I mean, I work with sales leaders as well as sales professionals, but they're they're boots on the ground getting after it, rolling their sleeves up, yeah. trying to get after it. So I find that in many cases, you know, in sales management, a lot of the times those folks came from a sales background 
and they find themselves in management, but nobody ever taught them how to manage. Nobody ever taught them what it means to have vision and then to take vision and reverse engineer it back to process, procedure, incentive, um, and minimum standards of performance and all of those different measurables. So where do you, where do you see the biggest snag um, in or breakdown with sales leadership as they try to hit their budgets, budgets, exceed their budgets, and develop people? Numbers, 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 numbers. We're in a people game. Yeah. And essentially, we're all selling. I don't care if you're a leader, a manager, a director. You're selling internally. And to sell, you have to care. Because I don't care. There's a saying. This isn't my saying. I don't know who to attribute it to. But no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. So you can talk numbers, numbers, numbers. Oh, you you didn't make enough calls. Didn't send enough emails. Well, you didn't even ask about my family. You don't understand what's going on in my household. Do you even care? Because if you don't care, then guess what? I don't care back. I mean, it, it ain't right, but it's reciprocal. Yeah. The best leaders show that they care. And yes, the numbers are important. But this is coming from someone who had a failed business. We got to keep the lights on. Yes. But first, I got to talk about the people. And I'm going to say people over profits. People lead to the profits. Yes. But if I don't show my people that I care, how good luck. I'm, how I'm, care? I'm now rolling the die. Can you teach someone how to care? How do you teach that? Yeah, it, it's, it comes down to intentionality. So we talked about this. And this is, John, I don't know if y'all do this. Do you guys do the hashtag three-minute challenge every day? We don't. We should, I think. You, 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 you should. All right, well, let's hear and it. And this is for everyone. Let's go. Every day. Because most people say, I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I respect that. Three minutes. If you can give me three minutes, we can change some lives for the positive. Every day, three minutes. I need you to go into your Rolodex. That's not the fancy watch. That's called a Rolex. <laughs> for my millennials out there, that's the contacts in your phone. Yeah. I need you to find someone that you haven't been in contact with. It could be three weeks. It could be three months. It could be three years. Anybody a past prospect, a past uh, colleague, classmate. But I need you to take three minutes very intentionally to surprise and delight them. So, John, for you, I'm probably going to go find a funny I've got I'm going to find a funny GIF. That's right. I'm going to find a funny GIF with a a, a leprechaun or uh, something with a a lucky charm. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And and I'm just going to send it to you and say, what's up, John? I was thinking about you, man. I know you don't need luck, but nothing but love coming from your boy. I'm not asking you for anything. Yes. I'm just letting you know that, hey, nothing but love for you virtually. I can't wait till we sync up in Chi-Town. It makes a world of difference. If you do that every single weekday, three minutes, you're going to touch so many lives. And you'll and just feel the law, The law, yes, it does make you feel better. The law of reciprocity. And you're mm-hmm. not doing it to get something. But the more you give, it's crazy how things work out. You give and you give and you give. There's no guarantees in life. But I will guarantee that something is going to come back to you for the positive. Guaranteed. I taught my children at the dinner table about two years ago the law of reciprocity. And um, I don't know that it's fully sunk in yet, but I felt like a good father for teaching it. And I said, you should always negotiate from a position of strength. And you should always say, if I do these three things for you, will you do this one thing for me? So 
your stack needs to be higher than what you're requesting back. Now, that is a huge lesson for salespeople as well. It's a great parented thing because, you know, kids are always going to say, can I get 10 bucks for Robux or whatever the heck they do on the damn video game thing? I can't keep up. You know, and I got three boys, right? So 10 bucks turns into 30 quick. One talks to the other. It's a chain, man. They're all standing there with their pockets out. But the reality is reciprocity, reciprocity for salespeople goes like this. If I could do this, 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 and this for your challenge, your problem, would you commit to this? And that this should always appear much less than the solve that you're creating for the client. And that's hey, been- John, hey, John, you nailed it, man. The give get. That's the it. The give get. And when you give and you give, I, I'm pretty sure I got the book back there, Bob Berg, the go giver. Yes. When you give and you give and you give, it's crazy how much you get and how much you receive. And it's got to come from a genuine heart. Absolutely. If you do it with ulterior motives, people can smell BS from a mile away and it stinks. It's discovered funky. or found out. Our co-CEO, Chris Tossi, it's one of his favorite sayings. You will either be discovered or found out in life. And that's the point. Yeah. If you're not genuine and intentional and authentic in your kindness, if it's just for something, you'll get discovered. You'll get found out pretty. Yeah, you'll get found out quick. Um, and so I, I can tell you if folks, if you're listening to this and first off, if you don't know who Larry is, you need to crawl from underneath the rock that you live under. But if you, if you, if you don't, if you're one of those people, and I say that, uh, more as a compliment to Larry than a knock on you. Uh, but if, if you are one of those people, what I would strongly recommend to understand his genuineness and what he's talking about, all you gotta do is go a, back about a hundred posts uh, of, of Larry's. And what you will recognize is that methodology of living has taken him from an already highly successful uh, path to a next level journey. I mean, you are on fire right now, Larry. You're on fire with the book and you're on fire with going and speaking and you just won the Salesforce Award. Talk to us about that. Oh, man. Unbelievable. And Salesforce, I'm just honored. This is year number two that Salesforce honored me as a top sales influencer. And John, I'm just, I'm fortunate. I really am. I've, I've been given opportunities and just been privileged to be around amazing people, yourself included. The impact that you, the impact that you're having on the community, myself included, is more meaningful than you'll ever know. Thanks. So I'm on a mission to take that baton from you and from others and make sure I just pass that along mm -hmm. to others. And there's a, there's a saying, you can't be what you can't see. And I, I remember when I was starting my journey as a sales rep making 150 dollars, I said, are there any other black male sales reps or any other blacks that are doing what I'm doing? I didn't see many people. Yeah. So I take it as an honor and really as a it's a responsibility for me to demonstrate excellence so that the next little Larry Long, the fourth out there can look up and say, you know what, if this nappy-headed knucklehead, nappy-headed when I had head, oh, knucklehead can do it, I can do it. Yes. So I'm just trying to show that just a normal dude, Larry Long Jr., can really accomplish anything that you put your mind to. But it's been a battle. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Chapter number one in my book was therapy for me mm -hmm. because my coach said, hey, Larry, you're so positive and uplifting and supportive for everyone else. But when you start talking about yourself, man, man she said, you talk more smack. Is that humility, though, Larry? Was it humility? What's up? Is it, was it humility? 
The deprecation. It, yeah, it was it was having high expectations and expecting okay. the best. And my coach said everyone expects the best. But by you talking negative, talking down to yourself, you're holding yourself back. You're not being productive and you're not moving in the right direction. And yeah. I thought about it and I said, you're right. She's absolutely right. By me telling a narrative that, hey, Larry, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough to write a book. Hey, Larry, who do you think you are? Salesforce. You, yeah. you, you got a, you got a, a company of three, me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be talking to Salesforce, Microsoft, VMware. But then I said, you know what? I work hard. I do the right things most of the time. I'm not perfect, but I do deserve this. And I am going to step into my greatness and I'm going to share that with the world and I'm going to encourage others. Let's go. Let's go. But if I tell everyone else that, but I don't model that, uh-uh, Houston, mm-hmm. we have a problem. Yeah. Larry, I'm going to put myself in this, but I want to speak to people out there. Why is it so difficult for us to step into our greatness? Why is there a fog in front of my eyes? Why is there a cloud in my brain? Why is there uh, fear in my heart? I had a gentleman tell me when I was 23, 24 years old that I was afraid of success. I'd never, I just posted about this. I'd never once heard, I'd heard that I was afraid of failing. I'd heard, you know, I always had a fear of disappointment. My dad was extremely successful. I'm the youngest of six kids. They're all successful. So I'm trying to keep up with them, right? So I always had fear of disappointment. But fear of success, I had never heard before. But to that point, I learned years later that I was, in fact, because that meant that I had to break out of my shell. I had to totally commit. I had to live out what I was asking others to do, and I had to do it first. So why are so many folks like myself afraid to live out their greatness? Yeah, it can be scary. Fear of the unknown. I'm going through that journey right now. I published a book. Who would have thunk it? I never would have thunk it. Now I'm talking about a movie. I've got ideas about a movie. Yeah. Who who would imagine? Where where did that come from? Dude, you played baseball in college. You were a software sales rep. A movie? Are you crazy? Yes, I am. Yes. I am crazy. Beautifully crazy. Yeah. I would say the sky, but I'll be honest. There is no limit. There is no limit. And, And everyone out there, if you can hear my voice, just know. There is no limit to the heights that you can that you can climb, that you can achieve. Oftentimes we put a limit on ourselves because maybe we heard someone else say it. Maybe we don't completely believe it. Maybe we're not committed all the way. But I encourage you to wipe that slate clean mm. and realize that you can craft, you can envision where you want your life to be in all aspects. You can control it. Now you can't do it alone. But it starts with you right here in your heart, right here in your head. It transfers to the words you use. Mm-hmm. What words are you using? Is it positive and uplifting? And then what are your actions? Are you taking action? It's not, I mean, I hate to dumb it down, but the ABCs are action and accountability, belief. I'm not journey, but I know they got a song, don't stop believing. I'm going to have people crying. I want people to smile now and cry. And an Oscar. <laughs> and then this the C is really I can triple quadruple click. It's about care. Do you care about yourself and others? Are you committed? Do you have the courage and the confidence to make it happen? It's in your control. 
The D, I'm going to give you a bonus. It's dream. Hey, John, I'm going to ask you this question. Yeah. When was the last time that you dreamed? <sighs> and then when was the last time that you dreamed big? Even bigger. I don't know if you can see the gray, but there was a, a moment where I stopped dreaming. I just kind of, yeah. I just took life as it came. Now I'm dreaming about things that I never would have imagined. I'm doing a golf and leadership retreat in the fall in Pinehurst. I never imagined I'd bring seven leaders to play golf. I don't, do you know you that Tiger Woods is my cousin, seven, John? You need eight. I'm right here, man. I'm three handicapped. Let's go. Ooh, I can't mess with you. Three handicapped. Oh, I'll be on your I'm team, a- baby. <laughs> Tiger Woods is my cousin, so I have no excuse. I'm Tiger's long lost cousin. Larry hit it in the woods, but uh, <laughs> it's all good. I was actually just out at the Masters. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. In the Club is powered by Club Colors. Club Colors is the premium marketing solution for all branded apparel and promotional products utilized to drive your brand awareness and brand success. From concept to doorstep, Club Colors can source over 9 million different product solutions, decorate your logo, create custom kitting solutions, manage all logistics, and build, manage, and curate your company online store. The full, comprehensive, all-in-one solution for your brand. Our brand promise is right solution, right place, right time. Allow Club Colors to create an inspiring brand experience for you and your team. Check us out at www.clubcolors.com. So you made this fabulous uh, comment, and I I had a comment that was similar, uh, see it and be it. Because I've always felt like I don't know where this is, um, if if it was something that I've tapped into or – or if it was taught to me, but I've always been able to see things happen before they happen. Like this podcast is kind of living out a bit of a dream for me. And I saw it years before it happened. I saw it years before. So you have to see things before you can start to be them. And that's where it starts. Uh, But you can see things till the cows come home. You have to then apply a plan to that. So talk to people about, and you made, you just made this statement about, You've got to visualize it. I'm paraphrasing, but you said it in a different way, but it was, um, you have to be able to see it, right? You have to be able to see it kind of a thing. So talk to us about how do you visualize? Do you have a methodology to how you do that? Is it, um, is it a meditation? Is it, do you whiteboard stuff? Like, how do you do it? And then how do you reverse engineer that into actionable goals to maximize the likelihood of the outcome? How do you do that, Larry? Yeah, so first it starts with goals which you got to have a vision. What, what do you envision for 2023? And then you got to break it down. And there's a thing called smart goals. And I'm going to give you a, a hot take. I was just at University of Kentucky. The people who did the breakout before me, they were talking about smart goals. I came on after them. I said, no disrespect, but I think smart goals are dumb. Pardon my French. I think they're dumb. There's no B I like in that. Spe- uh, I like specific. Mm-hmm. I like measurable. And I like time bound. I don't like achievable. That, that doesn't get me excited. No. Why, why am I going to set an achievable goal? I want to set an unachievable goal. I want something that will make the little hair that I do have stand up yeah. on my head. Yeah. yeah, realistic? No, I want to get unrealistic. Let's, let's go ahead and shoot for the moon. If we miss, we're still amongst the stars. Yeah. Now, I don't want to set myself up for failure, but I do want to set myself up to stretch. You said BHAG. Yeah. Wouldn't you call me? <laughs> so, so, so the way you go about it, you put together a business plan, an action plan. You got to have some sort of game plan. You got you to gotta figure out what plays do I need to run? I'll give you an example. For me, my goal for this year was 48 
paid speaking engagements. Well, I'm not a math major, but that's four per month. Mm -hmm. So how do I get four per month? I've got to reach out and call somebody. I've got to send emails. I've got to send voice messages on LinkedIn, video messages on LinkedIn, funny GIFs. Mm -hmm. And then I've got to have prospect calls, discovery calls. I've got to send out proposals or I have no chance. I've got to let people know this is what I want. And this is something that I had to get over because I could do it when selling software, but selling myself, I started getting a little bit bad. It's it's interesting being your own agent in essence. That's what you really are. That's interesting. Like a lot of, you know, successful like uh, actors, actresses, and then athletes, right? They have an agent or a booking agent. Because they don't want to yep. speak on behalf of themselves. They just want to do the expert part, right? What they're an expert at. It's interesting That's when right. you're a solopreneur. Although it is me, <laughs> myself, and I. By the way, my mom said to me once, "It's not, there's nothing wrong with having a conversation with yourself. Just try not to get in an argument. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, to that point, you know, there's something really interesting about that psychology of you calling up and promoting you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing that I wasn't doing that my coach shared with me. And this is coach Kristen Frade. She's the best in the business. Hi, Kristen. She said, Larry, she said, Larry, healthy people ask for what they want. Mm. I love that. She said, they healthy don't be, people first. That's great. Healthy people ask for what they want. And she wasn't saying I was unhealthy, but I had some unhealthy tendencies yeah. of beating around the bush. Well, if you see an up, op- no, I want to speak to your organization. How do we make that happen? Yes. Love it. Wait for the answer. It's almost like you're selling yourself short if you overtalk it. And in doing so, you're minimizing yourself while at the same time you're causing questions within the prospective client's mind. Like this person doesn't even know whether or not they should ask for this. Right? I mean, right. we have to think about right. it from the buyer's perspective. What do they want to hear? Somebody who's professionally arrogant. When I say professionally arrogant, what I mean is humble confidence, right? with character, uh, but, but, uh, poised enough and convicted enough to have that self-belief to say, yes, I should speak to your company. If you're going to get anyone to speak to your company, I am the right person to do that. It's that whole message. You know, this Larry, you played baseball. You're not standing in the outfield or a third base going, please don't hit me the ball. You're saying, hit me the ball. I'll make the play. Hit me the ball. I'll make the play. Right. And if you don't have that mindset, that's a problem, especially in sales. And, and solopreneurship. That's right. It's, it's tough. I mean, sales is not a four-letter word, but life is. Mm-hmm. And, and business entrepreneurship is tough. So I encourage people, number one, you got to get right with yourself. What are your priorities? What, what are your true priorities? And how do your actions align with those priorities? When you can get in alignment with yourself, you now have an awesome opportunity to get in alignment with other people, whether that's colleagues, partners, prospects, clients, the entire ecosystem. But if you're not right here, yeah, you're going to have a very tough time. When you get right, now you can start asking the questions. Yes. And I think Tony Robbins has a quote. I'm going I'm to give you the P. Diddy remix. I like it. The most successful people ask the toughest questions. Hmm. Therefore, they get the best answers. And he talks about how the quality of our questions really dictates and impacts the quality of our life. What are the questions that we're asking of ourselves, of those around us? And what are those answers? Interesting point, uh, Larry. If you don't have a um, a full heart 
and clarity of heart, it's tough for you to find authentic commonality. So the people that you may associate with are not actually being drawn to you for your authentic self. They're being drawn to a phony version of you. Um, so you're, you're always going to be at your wits end and disgruntled and trying to figure out like why you don't connect. Um, so th th I love the fact that um, your coach said, you know, healthy people first. I just think that that's fantastic. What healthy people, um, healthy, healthy people stand up for themselves. Healthy people. What's the word I'm trying to use? Healthy people. Uh, ah, gosh, I can't think of it, Larry. You got me all nervous, Larry. <laughs> it is all good. Oh, Healthy people ask for what they want. They advocate yeah, for themselves. Advocate. You got it. That was it. Man. We could be great game show partners, man. We just won the the twenty thousand dollar triangle, whatever it's called, pyramid. Um. So you had you had mentioned you know about the the uh, the goal setting and and creating vision, right? Is there? Um, I we like to work in the power of three here. So we talk about pillars. So my three pillars are mindset, behavior, technique. I've always believed that in sales, it starts with mindset. You've got to have a positive attitude. You've got to uh, radiate energy um, and transfer that energy. And that starts with your own mental well-being and conviction and all those things, right? You got to be in the right state of mind. Second, uh, behavior. Behavior means that you're essentially putting systems, controls, procedures in place that are duplicatable, that are repeatable, that you can consistently turn into habitual quality efforts, right? And the technique is you can't be in any field and not master the field. You have to become the role. So you have to learn how to speak like a salesperson. You have to, being a public speaker, you have to learn how to have tonality, have body language, posture. Those are all technique things, right? So those are my three pillars. What are your three pillars of success? If you had to identify three, I know you got seven chapters in the book. What would you say the three <laughs> pillars are? I'm going to give you three pillars plus a bonus. Let's go. And I use, I use the word epic, E-P-I-C. I, I wasn't a spelling bee champion, but E is entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. It's taking that ownership, taking control and realizing I get out of it whatever I put into it. It's, it's, it's that whole perspective, that mindset, like you talked about, uh, of really acting like an owner. Mm -hmm. The P, and I don't know if Alan Iverson listens in, but yes, Alan, we're talking about practice. Practice. Preparation. Not the game. Planning. Not the game. <laughs> if, you, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And I'm talking about hard work. What oh, are you doing when no that. one is watching? Love that. Our, our CEO, again, Chris Tossi, always, his, he'll go to a presentation. His wife will go, good luck. He goes, don't say that to me. People who are prepared don't need luck. That's right. Uh, I, like, I like them already. Yeah, you'd like The them. I, it's internal drive and desire. I think the great Les Brown, he says it. Are you hungry? Mm. And for me, I don't miss a meal. I'm hungry <laughs> when it comes to eating. There he's got but that I'm also XL on, baby. When it <laughs> when it comes to feeding my mind, yes. that internal drive for excellence. Now, the uh, bonus is the letter C in Epic, and that's care. It's mm -hmm. commitment. It's communication. If you can put that all together, it's what, ooh, what makes the EPI Dynamite! Work. Yes. It's, it's the feeling in the EPI part. You know, every, we talk about branding here as being a feeling. It's a feeling you create. It's not the logo. It's not a promotional product. It's, it's not... 
the the branded apparel, right? It's the reaction and response that that fuels so that folks adopt an initiative within the organization. In the college game, right? Admissions, alumni donation, whatever. On the corporate side, it might be productivity, uh, maximizing uh, uh, output, productivity of, of calling out activity, retention, all those things. That's what it supports. But it starts with creating that feeling, right? And that's what you're talking about with care. If you show care, the EPI all works. That's right. Love it. That's right. So true. Ooh. So where are you going next, Larry? What's the next thing? We talked about the movie. We talked about the movie. So look, give us an insight. What, what would a Larry Long movie look like? And by the yeah. way, do I have a cameo in it? <laughs> of course, of course. No, right now we're just noodling with a, a streaming series. And I've got a 12-year-old son, an 8-year-old daughter. What's up, Trey? What's up, Lulu? They're the most creative minds. Some of the most creative minds I know. Awesome. And, and like I said, there is no limit. The sky is in the limit. So we're talking about a, a children's book concept uh, around Jolt, maybe not with the same name, but around some of the concepts of Jolt. How do we help our kids that might be challenged with fitting in within school, bullying, making good choices? You got three boys, so yeah. I know you feel me oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and then how do we take that to the screen and reaching kids that need to see and need to hear some of these positive stories. Because if you watch the news oh. and they need to rename well, off, it. If you they, watch the news, stop. Yes, because they need to rename it to bad news. Yeah, bad That's news. That's all they That's put a, on it, there. Bad news and it's, 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 uh, it, it's opinion. It's all opinion. Walter Cronkite used to read the news. Everything after that has been opinion. And at, no, no matter what channel you watch, it's polarizing to 50% of the country. It's a shame. It's a it shame. is. So I'm, I'm trying to do my, my part. And I would say little part, but no, I'm, I'm trying to do a big part yeah. to impact lives and let them know that there, there's, there's a lot of positives that are going on. And there's a lot of opportunity. And no matter what you might hear, let's get the real deal that there's a lot of greatness that's going on and there's a lot of greatness in your future. Yes. Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, I'm going to continue to tell you, you have greatness and I'll battle you because you have greatness mm -hmm. and you need to step into that greatness. Yep. So we're, 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 we're tinkering with some concepts don't on let, how do we get that message out? Don't let me believe in you more than you believe in yourself is what I'm hearing. Right. right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, some people just have a gift from God and they just wake up in the morning and and they're just, you know, spirited, man. And they just got this energy and this fuel. But I would make the argument that a lot of that comes from upbringing. Right. I think our brains are wired between the age of eight and 12 based on the experiences we have match that with the DNA. And, you know, that kind of defines who you are and who you're going to be. You clearly were raised very well, have fantastic parents. So let's share some of their wisdom. What were the what were a couple of the greatest things that your mom and dad ever told you? Because at the end of the day, you're still their baby, but you've turned into a tremendous man that's leading other people and you're carrying that on. So give us some of that. Yeah. So my mom at the age of six, seven, we moved around a lot. Yeah. Alabama, Illinois, Nebraska, Pennsylvania. Kids can be cruel and that's tough. Amen. My favorite song that my mom sang was make new friends, but keep the old mm -hmm. one is silver while the other's gold. So we would pray. We would say our prayer at night. And then she used to make me stand in the middle of the room and say out loud 10 times, I am somebody. 
Oh. I am somebody. And when you do that, 365 days, 10 times a night, you start to believe that you are somebody. Now, you got this little nappy-headed seven-year-old walking around with his George Jefferson strut talking about, I am somebody. That was one of the best things that my mom could do. She also talked about, your actions speak so loud. I can't hear what you're saying. Little Larry, I, I, I hear you talking, but your actions don't, they don't align. And my wife says something similar. My wife says, hey, baby, you tell me you love me. But in the words of the great philosopher, Mystical, show me what you're working with. Take the trash out. Use a Watch big yourself. woman, won't you back that thing up? Yeah. <laughs> now, now my, my dad and my mom, it ain't about you. I was the only child for 10 years. Hey, little Larry, we spoil you, but it's not about you. This life, and they used to voluntold me at the Veterans Administration, the VA medical centers, because it's about serving others. Hmm. And not only were they telling me that, but they were showing me that you serve others with just a genuine heart. And that's really where the fulfillment of life comes when you can serve someone else and put a smile on their face. They sound like angels on earth. That, that's just oh, uh, that, so your mom was teaching you at seven years old how to feed the wolf her 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 her, uh, her ears must be burning because my mom is calling hey, me right now mom, let's get mom on the phone <laughs> we're taking callers we're taking callers. hey mom hey mom i got you on speakerphone i'm on a podcast with john morris say what's up to john hi, hi mom how are you Mom, I just asked a question of your beautiful son. I just asked him. Uh, he obviously has this infectious joy and inspiration in him, but that didn't just come from nowhere. So I asked him, obviously, he was very well raised. Where did that come from? And what were a couple of the greatest things that his mom and dad did for him at an early age? You know what he told me? And this is absolutely brilliant. He said that you had him stand up in the middle of the room every day 365 times a year and scream out 10 times i am somebody i am somebody yes yes, yes. let me just tell you I right now somebody. i am hugging you right now from illinois i'm giving you a hug because i have a knot in my throat and that is perhaps one of the most fantastic things that i've ever heard in my life really oh, That's I am somebody. yes ma'am <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mom, we gotta fin we gotta finish up this podcast, but I love you. I'll call you later. Thanks for being my first caller on the podcast. <laughs> oh man, appreciate I'm it. Sorry, Her ears must have been raining. Gold right there. That is podcast gold. Let's turn your mom into a celebrity as soon as we become one. <laughs> So good. That's just so good. Uh, yeah. Now, now, John, it's it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the chapters in my book, "You Are What You Consume," it talks about your environment and how how much of an impact that has on you. My father grew up in a in a tough environment, uh, alcoholic, abusive father, mm. surrounded by crime, by violence, by drugs, uh, very tough, and he he pretty much committed to I'm not going to grow up in this. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that I create a life that's better for my family. And he was so driven on that. 
it's just amazing because your environment can either support yes. or it can support you in a different way yeah. by not being the most ideal of situations. Yes. But you know what's fantastic about that is that um, it, it goes back to the old idea that, yes, we all have circumstances, but we also have fr uh, free will. And he practiced his free will. Um, and again, not everyone starts at the same place. And there's also not the same outcome for everybody because we all have a choice in between where we start and what the outcome is to make the right decisions. And it sounds like he was a pure gold hearted man and did that because he knew that um, that was his survival and that was how he was going to raise a family. Uh, mad respect for that. Mad respect. Yeah, I've, been, I've been blessed. I've been, I count my blessings each and every day. And when I lost my father, it, it just solidified that I think the millennials call it YOLO. You only live once. And that each and every day is an opportunity. I'm not a Latin scholar, but I think they call it carpe diem yes, to seize the day. I've heard of that. So the, que the question I ask myself, and this comes from Martin Luther King Jr. He says, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing? The key word there is doing mm -hmm. to help out others. And I ask myself that every morning and at night when I when I <laughs> about to go to bed, I say, Larry, what did you do today to help someone else out? And if I can answer that, I'm in a pretty good place. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Let me ask you this. You are just filled with joy. What makes you sad? What makes you afraid? Do you get sad? Do you get afraid? What gives you fear? Yeah. Yeah. Well, public speaking. And I'm a I'm a professional what? public speaker. Whenever what? I speak, I get scared. That makes sense, Larry. Cut. Cut. I quit. If you get nervous public speaking, I quit. But it's it's a good thing. I've learned to embrace it because it means I care. And 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 I know that I'm prepared, but I still get nervous yeah. before I start and then I settle in because I practice. Mm -hmm. But uh, I do get sad. I, I get sad at some of the things that go on in this world. Yeah. Um I get sad at talent that goes unfulfilled. Folks that have such a high ceiling that don't step into that. It's just mm -hmm. wasted talent. It's like, no. I mean, I'm you can't tell, but I'm five foot nothing. I'm five foot nine and three quarters, and that's me rounding too. up. Me too. And for I got on high heel pumps right now. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, physically, I got the most out of my God-given abilities yeah. on the baseball field. Me too. But there are some physical specimens that just are set up to have success that didn't back it up with the work ethic. And it just makes me go, oh, mm. you're breaking my heart. I wish I was six foot four, oh, yeah. 240, just jacked. Yeah. But hey, it is what it is. And and I'm going to, a good colleague of mine, his name is James Babb. And he shared this message with myself and my team. And he said, hey, in every situation, I encourage you to look for the good, the great, and the wonderful. I don't care if it's a good situation or a bad situation. And in the bad, it's going to be more of a challenge, but the good, the great, and the wonderful. And that perspective right there, ooh. So you make good so the minimum good. standard. You make right. good the minimum standard. Right. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's, a, that's a fantastic way to lead life. So that's right. Big time. As far as your, your next endeavor, tell, we've, we got the book. Where's the next speaking engagement? Oh, goodness. I am uh, 
Where am I speaking next? Well, NSA, National Speaker Association of Carolinas. I'll be uh, introducing our speakers Friday, this upcoming Friday night, Saturday. In terms of what I have on the schedule, uh, next Thursday. My birthday's on the 15th. That's Larry Long Jr. Day, June 15th. But I'm scheduled for a corporate engagement on the 16th. Uh, they're getting some books, and they're asking me to come in and speak with some sales development reps on mindset. We're going to see if we can get them jolted yes. into believing in themselves yes. and stepping into their greatness, That's especially as an intentionality. Yeah. As an SDR, you get bopped over the oh, head yeah. all day, every day. How do you stay up? How do you stay inspired? How do you stay grounded in your why and your core value? Yes. You know, I, I often feel that the SDR role is overlooked, underappreciated, and um, perhaps one of the most difficult parts of the sales game because they are getting all that initial reaction, and that initial reaction tends to be pretty cold-hearted uh, because buyers are annoyed by the phone call, so they just want to set the tone, not interested, boom, right, and done. And, uh, you know, when I was coming up, I got told my mom wore army boots and all this. I didn't know how they knew her. Uh, but I got told all kinds of stuff. Right. And you learn how to have <laughs> you learn how to have a little bit of fun with that and you learn how to become skeptical. There's a saying that the skeptical rep gets fed. So I almost would go into a call knowing that they were going to do that. And the first win of the sale was to get them just to stay on the phone as long as I could. Right. Yep. And we used to do things, too, with cold calling, like in-person cold calling. How long can we talk to somebody before we uh, handed the business card? Because the minute that you took the business card out and handed it over, the meeting was pretty much done. They had the information, and they were, yeah, you're done. So how long could I talk to them about anything other than the business and without giving them a business card? So you learn how to kind of become fleet of foot and break ice and get them right into, into the right position. So I'm, I'm excited that you're going to talk to those SDRs. They're going to get a ton out of you because it really does all start with mindset. And then it starts with, and then it goes to just pure will. Uh, the tactical part you'll learn, it's will after that. That's right. Hey, John, I, I had an accountant in New Jersey. He said, I got something for you. I thought I was about to get a sign up. I thought I was going to ring the bell. Yeah. He said, I want you to put on a pair of concrete shoes and jump off a bridge. Whoa. I said, Whoa. hold up, this dude just... That's savage. I, I looked through my manual. I said, they didn't tell us how to overcome that objection. So I said, the first thing that came to mind, I said, God bless you too. And then hung up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, I got all kinds of stuff like that. Absolutely. I know that feeling. And you know what you do, right? You like, you try to take a breath to go to the next call. The next call, your voice is cracking. And you're like, just don't pile on, man. You know? Um, so you, you, I, I gotta tell you this too. If you're at home, you're in a home office or, or in the office, you've got some place that you sit, man, you better write down a whole bunch of positive affirmations for yourself that you're deserving, that you're good enough, um, that you, that each call you make is making you money. I think a lot of folks don't play it like a game, right? So if you make a hundred phone calls in a day and you only close one, but that one sale made you 200 bucks, take the hundred calls, divide it. That means you made two bucks each call. So you're making money on every call. You know, you got to do things like that to keep your sanity uh, in the game. And then that big mama comes along. And then the key That's is right. once you start to get good, not to reduce your numbers, you got to still be active and call out. That's the hard part. That's right. And I'll give you another one. 
I encourage anyone who's smiling and dialing, making calls, impacting lives, in the words of the great philosopher Bob Marley, get up, stand up. Your energy. Yes. When you stand up, ooh, I, I might break the internet, so I better sit my behind down, but oh. you got to stand up. 100% believe that, know that. And I think that there's been studies where when folks use their hands and they talk and they move around, they can actually retain more knowledge in their brain and transfer it better out their mouth uh, by by moving their hands and, and moving around and speaking. Um, sitting down in a still position actually slows your brain down. The other thing that is interesting is you can listen to what, I think uh, eight times the amount of words when you're listening than you can think of when you're speaking. This is why they talk about why it's so important to ask questions in sales because you can think more about what direction you want to go in. And that's always the best way when you're stuck. When you're stuck presenting and you don't know what to do and you can't think of the next thing, ask a question to buy yourself 20 seconds so you can think of the next thing that you're going to ask or the next thing you're going to say, the next value point that you're going to bring up. Best way to do it. Clients talking, you just go, hey, can I ask you a question real quick? And they'll go, yeah, sure. And then you go, well, I was thinking, uh, and then you just bought yourself another 10 seconds. There you go. So what's going to be the hot topic for these SDRs? I love it. Here go two go-to questions if you don't have them. Let's go. Write them down. Uh, walk me through your process, dot, dot, dot. What, whatever it is. Walk Tell me through me your more. process. And, and then here goes, yep, I like that. What's holding you back? Ah. What's holding you back from Way whatever it is you want to what's your biggest in? challenge? Way better. What's holding, what's what's holding you back? What's your biggest challenge uh, creates a, uh, a shield. It's almost like, who says I have a challenge? But what's holding you back is not blaming the person blaming the thing yep. so let yep. them blame the thing instead of you putting the blame on them i love that what's holding you back boom let's get that thing out of your way that's a roadblock let's attack that thing not you attack the that's thing right. not the person absolutely outstanding larry thank you so much for coming on give us some last words of inspiration this has been filled with inspiration maybe i should ask you normally i ask people that are very you know, uh, very much technical. I asked them to give me inspiration. And it kind of throws them off. Maybe I should ask you to give, since you're so inspirational, naturally, I should ask you to give us a technical thing. But when your feet hit the ground in the morning, yeah, what, where does the mind go immediately? Gr grateful to see another day. And I truly mean that. I don't take it for granted that I'm not guaranteed to be here right now or, or tomorrow. So every day when I wake up, for me, I, I think I give thanks. And I'm just grateful to be here on this earth with an opportunity to impact one other person. If I can impact one other person yeah. for the positive every day, my life is fulfilled. I just talked to my Aunt Willie yesterday, 96 years young. Oh, God bless. And uh, she said, I got your book. I'm not going to be able to read it because my eyes. I said, I got you, Aunt Willie. I've got the audio book coming Let's so you can go. hear my voice. Nothing warms my heart more than that. So just keeping in perspective the relationships, your family, your friends, you impacting the community. It starts within your, your house, within your neighborhood, but we're all here for a purpose. And I just encourage each and every one of y'all to go out there and impact someone else's life intentionally for the positive. Larry, you've done something absolutely tremendous that I completely admire. You've made it next to impossible to not love you. It's absolutely, uh, it's, it's a fantastic trait. I wish the world had more of it. 
uh, but it starts with one and it leads to many. And if you're by yourself, I know that you're still going to carry the torch, but I think you've got a lot of folks that are, that are around you and surrounding you. And I thank you for that. Thank you so much for coming on uh, in the club powered by club colors. It's been a complete honor. You know that I've been following you for a long time and I've been stealing every ounce of, of inspiration and fuel that I can to fill up my tank. And I encourage all of you out there. We've got a vast client base out there that listens to the podcast. And I know I've got some dedicated followers. I encourage all of you to spend 10 minutes every day checking out Larry's content, checking out his posts, getting on his Wednesday show. And please, please, please go out and buy Larry's book, Jolt. Larry, where can they find your book? Uh, they can find it on Amazon, Jolt with an exclamation point. And, and I encourage all, I, I, I appreciate all the support, but I encourage people. We want to keep our droplets to ourselves, but we want to spread positivity. Yes. So take anything that you get from John, from myself, and make sure that you pass it along to others because that's how we make an impact in this world. So I appreciate you, John. I appreciate everyone who tuned in and just uh, keep shining. Larry Long, you, sir, have been in the club. Thank you so much for coming on. Once again, In the Club is powered by Club Colors. We thank our sponsors, SalesCast and Fossa Apparel. It's been an absolute pleasure. Larry Long, we will be following Keep Leading with that inspirational message and that substantive business knowledge thank you sir for coming on you've been in the club ah yes in the club powered by club colors is proud to be sponsored by fossa apparel all guests on in the club will receive a gift from fossa apparel check them out at fossa apparel.com